Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. This is episode four, and we have a special guest for you. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> let's kill that bass head. Alright, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our mom still thinks we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really wanna know. Having a good time on the show, T Bows and Maddie G. Tune in and hit subscribe. And we're back. Uh, we are very fortunate enough to, to be uh, joined by a very special guest. His name is Jeff Scavell. He is an actor stuntman for uh, some of the big blockbuster hits such as uh, X-Men The Dark Phoenix and um, the Netflix uh, originals. Uh, such as uh, the boys. Actually, no, the boys is uh, an Amazon, I believe. It was an anima, uh, Amazon original, and um, the uh, the Netflix was the Umbrella Academy. And um, Jeff, why don't you say hi to our guest? Hi, guest. <laughs> Wait, I'm the guest. Hi, everyone. How are you? Yeah, <laughs> you are our guest, but uh, you know our, our listeners are the listeners are also guests too. So we we hope that they're always out there and, and feeling welcome with us. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Oh, we're excited to have you on the show. We're going to jump right into our news. All right, let's kick it off. So, some good ones this week. All right, so in the U.S., lady and her husband go into Jimmy John's to get something to eat. All right? Yeah. You following me so I'm far? I'm so far. So, they order a couple uh, sandwiches wrapped up. They get in the car. They pull out. All of a sudden, she realizes her says "bitch" on it. What? It, 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 the, the label? <laughs> it, it's actually written on the sandwich. Yeah. Okay. The word "bitch." What was her name? I feel that's important information. I think it was probably Karen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any clue, no, do you? No, yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so I've never even heard, heard of a Jimmy John's. That's that's obviously yeah, how low traveled I am. Yeah. 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 And okay. uh, bigger in the U.S. But, okay. So it says "bitch" on it. And uh, so she's upset, walks in, and uh, her husband and her just start raising hell, I guess. Yeah. And um, she's like, what, you know, what is this supposed to mean? She thought she was being a little, um, a little unkind maybe to the person. She was trying to figure out what she had done. So um, anyways, they create this big thing and, and she complains and, and, and all this happens. And apparently the news crew's got a hold of it or something, a huge ordeal. And it turns out they issue an apology and they told her that her sandwich was actually a BLT with cheese. <laughs> Spelling bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, learned. yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. So uh, sure enough. Um... <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so that so the L was just like a lowercase L looking like an I. Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so um my, I got I, I was looking at my um, my news today and it's a little bit more on the morbid side, but uh, you got to bear with me because the article actually really jumped out. Um so a a French company was found liable for the death of an employee who had cardiac arrest while having sex with a stranger on a business trip. Really? Yeah. So apparently under Paris court rule that 
it, it's considered an industrial accident and that the family was entitled to compensation. But the employer was like argued that he wasn't carrying out professional duties when he joined a guest in her hotel room. Mm-hmm. Um, but under that French law, the employer is responsible for anything that happens to the employee during a business trip. I'm pretty sure we have some – like I think we have the same laws. Yeah, it, it's it's weird. It's like it's considered um, – like the, the defender basically was position was insisting that sexual activity is as normal as taking a shower or having a meal. Hmm. So wow. they were forced to pay – for this man's indiscretion. But, you know, like I, I kind of looked at it and I'm just like, OK, so the company's kind of pissed. Uh, the family's distraught. The wife is probably, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she's getting a bunch of cash for it. Yeah. So I, There's justice. a silver lining. So during his performance review, do they ask him about his performance in the bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that comes up, but clearly uh, that might be uh, one of the things for their future uh, <laughs> their future employees. <laughs> By the wow. way, uh, do you commit adultery? Uh, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not judgy, but we just may not send you away on business trips. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> crazy. Yeah. That, I, I French laws, I tell you. Like – <laughs> yeah, you kind of want to like go get a bar fight and get the the crap kicked out of you, and being like, "Okay, you you owe me money. I got beat up." I, it's going to be a crazy eulogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Oh man. All right, back to you. All righty. So, um, <clears throat> this is something I came across and I found it is quite interesting. So, I guess there is um, a very specific plastic surgeon. In New York, and apparently there's more opening, uh, you know, all the time for this specific thing. Mm-hmm. So there are now Botox specialists and plastic surgeons strictly dedicated to fixing resting bitch face. I've heard about this, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this was so. I mean, Botox uh, is is quite an amazing product to begin with in in the way that uh, you know all the celebrities use it to make it look young and fantastic except for obviously jeff he looks young and fantastic at all times yeah (laughs) he doesn't need those botulism spores right (laughs) 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 you just can't obviously you can't you can't act and do a face shot like they they, they're they're you don't have to worry about that right they're there for your body yeah you're you're like the 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 porn man of the industry (laughs) (laughs) yeah pretty pretty much yeah you you pay me enough i'll do the stunt botox needs you jeff scavell (laughs) <laughs> brings brings new meaning to taking a shot on the face. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, like I've heard of people using it, uh, and I, I think it's one of the its original uses were for um, treating migraines and stuff. They would inject it into the muscles and stuff in the back of your neck. And I head didn't and, hear that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, so. but uh, I I didn't think it was that big of a problem. I mean, I've seen it. You know what? I, I assume... I'm not going to say who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> may not have asked to go. Home yeah, too. I like to. I like to sleep in my bed. <laughs> but the <laughs> so oh, you're going to hell for that. Um, yeah, uh, the funny thing is, if you look at the pictures of this girl before and after, uh, there's no difference. Yeah, there, there's absolutely no difference except for her, her cheeks are a little higher and her head's like smoothed out, but she still looks like a misery yeah <laughs> so i think um this this uh company is is definitely uh 
making a lot of hey, money man. for for yeah. Hey, does she look like does, does she look like a BLT with cheese? <laughs> <laughs> she, did. she totally does. She totally does. Love that. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure the procedure would have been just as easy with a little bit of rouge. Yeah. The <laughs> <laughs> alternative was they just slap a couple of buns on either side of her ears and slather her in mayo. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Give her an hour of that treatment. She comes out feeling fresh and a lot yeah. smarter. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, that's really funny. Yeah, resting bitch face. Apparently, it's it's the new thing. It is the new thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I don't know exactly where this was in the U.S., um, but uh, a gentleman was put on death row and spent nearly six months in jail for the murder. He was accused of the murder of a teenage girl, but it wasn't until they found unused footage from HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm. Did they actually come up with the evidence that he was actually at a Dodgers game with a six-year-old daughter the whole time? Ah. So he spent six months in prison on death row pleading his innocence. And yet nobody believed them until they found old footage. And it wasn't because it was just one of those things that he – it stuck out in his mind because they kept saying you need to have evidence, you need to have evidence. If not, you're you're going away. And he's like, well, they were filming a TV episode and I only know because I went to the bathroom and I wasn't allowed back to my seat for like 10 minutes until they, they did the shot. That is the best alibi ever. Right? But to, remember, imagine to go through like the cutting room floor to try to find old scenes yeah. that, that never made it into the show to prove someone's innocence. Cue the Curb the Enthusiasm theme tune. <laughs> Oh, we got to pull that up. Oh, yeah, I, will. I will. We'll edit yeah. that one in post. Yeah, that that's crazy. I feel like, um, you know what? That that almost should have been like the, the you had one job. Like yeah. clearly the, the justice system was not working well to prove this man's innocence. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, crazy. He did get a settlement. Um, I don't feel like what he got. I think it was $300,000. I don't think that's enough for spending – Six months of your life away from your family, all the the just like the trauma that causes that kind of messes with your life, right? You, by the way, you were accused of murdering a teenage girl yeah. and went to jail for six months for it. Like nobody's going to believe that you're acquitted. Depends. It's like I'm trying to do the math actually in my head. I'm like, yeah. okay, depends if he got raped while he was in there. You, you never get money because I don't think. That. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> enough money. Yeah. but if you didn't get raped, that and if it was like white collar kind of, no, it'd be murderers. That's yeah, yeah, that's bad prison. That's bad. Yeah, that's not fun, Martha Stewart prison. <laughs> 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 yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'd be worth it. All right. No. No. All right. <laughs> you don't want to shoot that stunt scene. <laughs> you're, we want you to be the filming <laughs> in the filming of this you're going to take all the ass shots for the jail scene <laughs> stunt butt stunt butt that's uh that's just how i get the jobs that's <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the precursor <laughs> yeah and i'm out <laughs> there's a lot of casting couches every time i <laughs> there's a reason I, I own multiple knee pads <laughs> that's awesome bring out the rucksack and knee pads <laughs> All righty. So here's a funny one. So there's a a big male sex doll manufacturer in the U.S. has basically built AI into their new male sex dolls. So their sex dolls have are anatomically correct, and they they have the holes where normal humans have holes. Okay, and um, 
so they started pushing these to to market, mm-hmm. um, but they're about eight thousand U.S. dollars. But see, that's not the problem because apparently their sales are on the incline. The problem is what they didn't realize is that these male sex dolls weigh about one hundred and twenty-five pounds. So they get delivered, <laughs> yeah, and they get installed, and then they become a piece of furniture. Yeah, like who's going to lug this 125-pound no. <laughs> doll around? Can you imagine the conversation? Like, hey, um, Rachel, um, can you come over and help me move some furniture? Um, <laughs> I need you to help me move a body. A live one or a dead one? Uh, you got to come here to, to, cut, to see this. <laughs> so apparently, yeah, people are um, <laughs> upset after their purchase. And they're starting to to refund, and I I just thought that that was a you know if you're gonna make a sex doll maybe uh, just make it a little lighter. Okay, I got a couple problems here now, uh, or or things that I, I feel like should be noted. Uh, first of all, I didn't realize the male sex doll industry was that huge. Uh, second of all, I would not have thought it would come from an American manufacturer. Right. Uh, third, if this is an American. Male sex doll, I feel like 125 pounds is way too light. <laughs> and I mean, have you seen U.S. portioning? <laughs> you ever been to a golden griddle? <laughs> or what do they call it? A golden corral. A golden corral. Um, I mean, honestly, if, if these girls really want like 125 pounds of useless meat sitting on a couch, just get married. <laughs> I think their problem is it's not 125 pounds. It's like more like 225. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I was bracing for myself for what Jeff was going to say. If you want 125 pounds of useless meat, it's like, <gasps> inhale. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah. Um, I, I didn't realize that the, the market was that, that popular. Wow, yeah. What do you know? Yeah. So I bought one. Yeah. I mean, you know what? $8,000 is actually probably a real steal. It, it is. Right? It, it, especially for American women. They're probably like, nah, this is cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. They're, they're, they're 225 real life counterpart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. It, it's cheap, that's cheaper than dating, for it, sure. It's it true. Is. It's it true. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this news one is, is actually quite short. But uh, when I saw the article, I, I power laughed. Uh, this happened in China. The news article was, pigs die as houses are blown down. So hundreds of pigs died when a strong wind blew down their houses in um, Dongzhang County in, in South China. Uh, the, the pig farming apparently had exploded over the last 10 years and uh, the authorities blamed poor quality of structure did, and not a wolf. Did, oh, God damn it. You beat me to it. <laughs> I was like, did the big bad wolf do it? Yeah. I was just like, pigs die, house blown down. I was like, it was made of straw, wasn't yeah. it? <laughs> did the house made of bricks stay put? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was a short, but it was it was a goodie. Yeah, I'll, in fact, I'll probably even post that one up on our site. That's good. That, I like that. It's yeah. funny. I see what you did there. <laughs> um, okay, my last one for today. So uh, this is kind of a we can talk about this a little bit. So we don't get it as bad here, I don't think, in Canada, but it's a big thing in the U.S. where um, it, it's basically Amazon box theft. Okay. So yep. they leave them on the front porches and and uh, you come back, your stuff's missing. And a lot of people are installing ring those ring cameras and whatnot just yeah. to keep yeah. an eye on what's going on. But yeah. the problem is, is that uh, 
they're getting smarter as well. So they just hide their face and you got a picture of somebody with a hood over their face and yeah. you're, you're right back where you started. Yeah. So, um, there's a few companies out missing there. Missing your 125 pound sex doll. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. How did they lift him? Uh, no. So, um, there's a couple companies out there that are doing a few different things and essentially they're creating fake booby trapped packages. So, and, and they do a few things. So like, uh, the one that I saw, it has shotgun cartridges, like blanks in it. Yeah. And when you lift up the box, the shotgun, like the blanks go off. off. Yeah. And it's super loud. So I've seen a few videos of it in action and people, you know, freak out, run off. But are these placed ones or is this something like Amazon now offers as no, an additional no, service? No, 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 no. This is, <laughs> okay. this is a separate company that sells these these devices that that you place in a box and, and you, you you bait it. Okay. Right? Okay. So, so your, your hope is to try to scare people off from actually stealing your stuff preferably before your actual packages come. Yeah, because okay. I don't know. Think about the psychology of it. Like if I went if, if I went to go steal someone's package, a shotgun shell went off, I'm not going back to that house. Probably. I don't know. I, this is this is like the new world, right? People like what doesn't kill you the first time only makes you stronger. <laughs> Cockroaches. <laughs> um, so and then the, the, so there's another cool one that uh, that I saw this this engineer did, mm-hmm. and essentially it was a glitter bomb. I've so, seen this one. Did you see yeah. that one? Yeah, I saw that. And one. I love that. Like the fact that he also put a camera in the package. Yes, which was fantastic. So, so that you could see the person's reaction. Yes. So inside the box, they open the box. Basically, this this thing um, shoots out. It, it does like stink spray. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and then coats coats basically anything in the vicinity in stink spray, and then shoots glitter all over everything. <laughs> but it's glitter mixed with glue. So oh, when it hits oh. the surface, it sticks. Yeah, and then you can't get it off. That's that so, is wonderful. I think right? that is the best. I like that thing better ever. than the shotgun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the fact that the person's going to stink, the fact that they're going to have glitter stuck to them, and interior of their car or, yeah. or whatever, right? Like the fact that it's it's like everybody knows you're now an Amazon criminal. That's because right. Because you've got glitter stuck to you and like, in your hair and stuff. That's why I wanted to say it on the show. So to raise. Um, Glitter bomb awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Glitter is the herpes of arts and crafts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> You're That's never right. getting rid You know what? I'm now going to say that around my house because I walk around with glitter stuck to me constantly between. Yes, two between, girls. Three, yeah, girls. three girls. Between three girls, I've got glitter everywhere. So I have two boys. My whole house just smells like farts. <laughs> Just all the time. Farts and Axe body spray. And Axe body spray. <laughs> it's the new scent. Farts and Axe. Wow. Okay. I've got one more for the news. Uh, and uh, again, this is this is a, um, a small one, but it's a bit of a shocker, actually. When I saw this, I, I actually couldn't believe this was happening. And yet at the same time, let's go back to uh, that uh, golden corral that maybe maybe it, it is. Uh, KFC is testing a new kind of sandwich. It is a chicken and donuts sandwich. Uh, uh, yeah. And it literally is exactly what you think it is. A deep fried chicken breast between two glazed donuts. Uh Dude, I've been on keto for four days and it hurts my feelings to watch, <laughs> to even look at that picture. I don't know about you, but I've had this so-called, like, you know, the, the, the maple bacon donut? Yeah. It's repulsive. I love bacon. I love maple. I, I, I love donuts. Together, it is disgusting. 
Yeah? Yeah. I, I'd never, never get a maple bacon. I just picture you eating it and then singing Oh Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Hand to the heart. <laughs> As I'm falling over cardiac arrest. <laughs> it's, not, it's not patriotism. I'm actually dying here. I'm dying. <laughs> God, do, do you have a calorie count on that thing? Uh, no, but it's people are be. admitting it might be going too far. I do have a price on it, though. Uh, you can get it as uh, a sandwich for five ninety nine US, uh-huh. or you can get it as a chicken and a donut basket meal for five forty nine. Wow! I don't know why it's cheaper. Yeah, unless maybe it's one half less donut. I bet you that thing's pushing like probably fourteen sixteen hundred calories easily. I th- I, I think you're right. I mean, they were too busy asking whether they could to ask whether they should. Oh my god! <laughs> Do you guys remember right. the con- like the big controversy around the double down when KFC yes. did the double down? And- yeah, I don't even think they did. It, they even the, sell the bun it? Was, uh, so I think it's one of those secret menu things up here in Canada that y- you uh, you can ask for, and they will actually provide it. Where it's like the cheese and everything in the middle, and your bun is just two chicken sandwiches, but uh, or chicken patties. But I mean, first of all, the concept was ridiculous because you can't pick it up and hold it unless you're eating a lukewarm chicken breast. So unless that was some way of them marketing old chicken, because nobody's going to pick one up fresh out of the fryer and put your hands on yeah. <laughs> two burning hot chicken yeah, breasts. That's, yeah, that's a terrible <laughs> bun. <laughs> That's the worst idea. You know, so I know they, they, they really boast their thing on finger licking good, but when you have to lick your fingers to just like keep the, the melting from happening. Yeah. Ooh, ah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Crazy. Uh, so, Jeff, I don't know if you've got to, to boost in calories when you, you're doing all this uh, stunt work or, or if it's just constant training and keeping lean, but uh, how do you feel about the, uh, the chicken donut? <laughs> The, the, that's disgusting. I mean, I don't. That that's too much. I I do count my calories. I I, I have my fat pal, and um, I, I count my calories and my macros and, and try and balance it out. It is about staying lean, but I don't. I can't imagine a scenario where I'd ever need to eat that kind of calorie bomb. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like cheese. Oh, I feel I feel guilty driving by a Dunkin' Donuts, you know, or a Krispy Kreme. Just driving by it, I feel guilty. <laughs> so unless you have to do stunt work for like uh, Andy Richter or something like that, uh, <laughs> you're not going to be eating this chicken donut. <laughs> no, 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 not for me. That's not that's a, that's a hard pass. And I, and I I like the junk food. I like that stuff, but I can't go for. It's like all those things you see at the X, you know, like like it started with the deep fried Mars bar and then it just went downhill from there. I can't be part of that. That's I remember bad. those. I feel like that's the thing. Everybody's one upping it. They're yeah. like, how much more fat and calories can we provide to our customers and, and deep fry it? Man, funnel cake is like my kryptonite. Wait until it's chicken funnel cake. <laughs> <laughs> chicken funnel cake. <laughs> Okay, that is it for my news. Matt, you got another one? Uh, I got a few things on tech. Okay. Yeah, I figured I'd jump into. And oh. Jeff, how are you on tech? You like your games, right? You're a gaming man. I've been known to push a few buttons. All right. Nice. Cool. Let it rip, Matt. All right, cool. So just three this week. So if you're a Nintendo fan, um, Zelda Link's Awakening, the, rem- the, the remake of it for Switch, comes okay. out tomorrow. And so far, it's been highly reviewed. That so, was the one that was for Super Nintendo back in the no, day, right? No, it was the one no? for regular Nintendo. Oh, oh. Yeah. I think they did no, that Game Boy version. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was a Game Boy one, and that was, that's one of the best Zelda games. It's a real good one. And our resident tech man just got schooled by the stuntman. Oh, yeah. Damn it. <laughs> you're out, Especially Jeff. You're hired. Especially because I'm a big Zelda guy. <laughs> yeah. But then again, in my defense, my genera- my I grew up on Ocarina of Time. That was my Zelda game. Oh, Jesus. So, you missed the good ones. Yeah. Okay. Those yeah. top downs. Yeah. Yeah, so screw you guys for being old. Uh, um, shit. <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, Switch Lite is launching soon. So uh, okay. it's, it's pretty exciting. Lower price point, about $100 cheaper. Non-modular, but it's really starting to pick up. People are getting excited for it. Yeah, I think it's lower I, I don't, price. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I, I was going to say, I don't understand how people can be excited about that. The Switch barely does anything as it is. How can it do less? <laughs> right? It's true. So apparently they've made it uh, lighter, ba- more battery, uh, and now the controllers don't come off. I feel like that was the selling factor to having a Switch that you're like, okay, I'm going to put this little screen down. And now here's a controller, my friend. It's tiny, but you can still use it. Yeah. And now we're gaming on the go. And now you've just made a massive Sony PSP. I'm actually really glad shitty that, game quality. I'm glad that Jeff said that because I'm like, so we have a Switch and the yeah. kids enjoy it. They really yeah. do. Um, but we've had two sets of controllers break on us. Uh, we had to send the unit back once because mm-hmm. uh, it broke. And yeah. we've got it in a proper case and and we've got basically like the otter box for switches. And your kids weren't beating the hell out no, of each no, other. No, no, it's it okay. was imperfect. It's just uh one was a ba- the battery just stopped charging and yeah. so we've had a lot of issues with ours and uh it is severely underpowered for a console. Yeah. So yeah. Well. Can, can, can I can I switch rant? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um so uh I I'm a I have a PlayStation 4 and I like it very much. Woo. And uh, I had points on my credit card to get a switch so i was like yeah i'll get that and i got some games and some controls didn't pay a cent for it and i got the mario kart because i was craving some mario kart and i had nice. my brothers coming over and i was like this would be great we'll play some multiplayer so i got that i got breath of the wild i got all the big ones oh my god what it's just this, that's it once you played like the three marios and the zelda like you're done that's like, it that's your switch yeah 100 percent like, agree yeah yeah and, and in and, fact i have a switch and the only game i have is mario kart and unpopular opinion, I don't care for Breath of the Wild. I finished it. I don't care for it. Yeah. I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I respect you. Matt's putting the, <laughs> taking the poster down in his house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, you had one more there, though, didn't you? Yeah. The third one was uh, – so this one's pretty good. Uh, yep. This one's a bigger one for, for uh, the adult sector but uh borderlands 3 launched um which Here, i thought is, it was gonna be some type of game porn <laughs> an adult sector no yes. that'd be yeah. Border- leisure suit larry, larry hd larry. it's back <laughs> it's back <laughs> there's real nudity not cartoon 30 percent more testicles <laughs> how do you get 30 percent um no <laughs> is that an extra one <laughs> um yeah, so uh borderlands 3 launched to mixed reviews actually so long time waiting um they were really pushing it. Um, you know, they're going to be like, we're going to have a bazillion guns. Yep. It was the original looter shooter, man. It was the yeah. first one that actually did a procedurally generated loot system. Yeah. So, which is impressive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know what? I, I did like the first and second one. I played them back in the day, and then I played the remakes that just came out just to brush up because I thought I'd buy three. Mm-hmm. My issue is that I'm a PC gamer uh, before console, and 
Epic Store sucks. Like, it sucks. Yeah. I have all my games on Steam. It sucked then. Steam. It still it's, sucks. It still sucks, man. It still and sucks. It's like it, they don't have cloud yeah. saves. They don't have achievements. They don't – their their marketplace is, is brutal, man. That's like saying triple A beef, but that's just the name of the company. It's not actually made of triple exactly. A beef, right? It's like it's an epic store. No, it's not. So if you were to say buy or pass, uh, I'd say probably hard pass on that one and for now. You wait till they fix it. Wait till it comes out on Steam. As everything. Yeah. Yep. yep. Game sale. I'm all about the game sale. All right. So, Jeff, this is you. This is now officially your time. Thanks for listening to our drone on and our rants about our our regular boring crap. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I kind of want to know where you guys get your news from. Like whatever aggregator you're getting your news from is is quite warped. (laughs) Oh, lots of hours of scouring the Internet. Yes. 100 (laughs) percent reliable and true news every time. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, there's a lot of fact checking. You know, have we have you ever to make heard sure of this CNN, stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, we might want to go back and redact one of those articles. Then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and, and you know what? So since we're jumping into uh, Jeff's uh, realm, I do have to bring up um, the uh, the new Batman movie that's coming up with uh, Robert Pattinson as as the uh, as the new Batman. Uh, I don't know if you've heard, but they have officially announced uh, there's going to be six villains in the movie. Ugh! Don't Spider Man three me seriously. Yeah, dude, I hate that. So, uh, from someone who is on the movie end of things. I'm curious where you sit on the decisions uh, or where, how you feel about something like this because, you know, clearly you're going to bring in a, a younger kind of, I think, um, I don't know if, again, they're rebooting Batman on this or what the premise behind it is. But um, there, my theory is you're going to kill a movie if you try to put in too many villains. There's not enough screen time. There's not enough backstory. And, and generally the scripting sucks because of it. What's the subtitle? Batman. The Batman. Attention Deficit Hyperactive Disorder. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just the Batman. <laughs> now with 300% more villains. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope they do his origin story because we need to see that again. <laughs> <laughs> right? I feel like they could cut that section out now. We know it. It's an every damn Batman I'm just waiting movie. for them to do the radio – getting bit by a radioactive bat one. That's <laughs> – that's going to be my favorite. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Man. of all those villains, Jeff? Um, yeah, it's it's frustrating, you know. Um, I, I think that uh, – I, I think DC do some incredible work when they come to their animated series. I, I love the Justice League. I, you know, their, mm. their original um, Batman, the animated series, is probably one of the strongest of all time. Like, they're so good with storytelling. They're so good with their imagery. They're so good with all that. Even um, And Mark Hamill is the Joker. Yeah. Fantastic. Brilliant. And, and yeah. Kevin Conroy is Batman. Like, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, uh, even the Suicide Squad uh, cartoon version of that, the animated version of Suicide Squad, was fantastic. Um, I, I, it, it's, it, it's tough to kind of look at that. I, I mean, based on my experience, um, I found that uh, I think there are a lot of people that care about the franchise, and there are a lot of people that care about the storytelling in DC. And I think when you have that many people that care about it and that many people kind of piling on, there becomes a... Um, uh, you almost become too. They become too afraid, I think, to take risks and just tell a very simple story. Um, I, I think there are a lot of factors at play, and I think 
if I'm speaking as a fan, I don't necessarily think that it's a good idea. I think if you're going to introduce that many characters, you need to do so. Maybe maybe it's a series. Maybe you do it that way. But um, I, I think doing it in a feature. I mean, how do you even how do you even introduce those that many characters? Like six characters off the bat, or, or are we can right. get two every act. I mean, yeah, I feel like I'm hoping it's something sim um, where they're they're doing light introductions. Like you might just happen to pass. Uh, Oswald Cobblepot and 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 he's there in the background of the scene or something and they they will allude to hey we're going to do him as a major villain but it sounds like they're bringing see if all it was a cameo or little little hints you know yeah. like the penguin spray painted on the walls it pans from a scene I yeah. I, I I don't I, I'm on board with that yeah but to actually that see that that was Have always my battle six villains at once well because I, mean, I love DC right yeah. like Superman yeah. was always my favorite hero growing up where other kids were it was always Spider Man and stuff right. And, um, so I'm, I like, I love DC, Mm -hmm. but I just find that my biggest issue with their movies is that, um, they didn't do, um, a a good enough introducing their heroes as Marvel did because Marvel seemed to give most of their, their characters. uh, Yeah. They do a good backstory. They give them their own movie Mm -hmm. and then they're introduced into the bigger squads or bigger entities. Right. Yeah. Um, DC didn't really do that, like especially with – well, I mean basically what Superman, Wonder Woman, if Batman was a different actor. We yeah. haven't seen a Flash. Yeah. Aquaman was after. Yeah, like, they, they it's just a little. Yeah, it's a little bit – it's hard to care about characters when you've basically seen a 20-minute shot of who they are. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that the only way that they can do this successfully, in my opinion, is if they just redo that episode. There was an episode in the animated series called Almost Got It. <clears throat> and uh, it's, it's, it, the whole thing takes place around a poker game where you've got Two-Face and Poison Ivy and Killer Croc. I think Joke is there and the Penguin's there. And they're all sitting around and they're telling stories about the time they almost got Batman. I've seen this uh, one. Yeah, it was really good. Give me that. Like, yeah. I don't need your backstory on on, Joe, on on the penguin. I don't need to see his. Uh, I mean, or do that. People you know? people know them now, now, right? But yeah. apparently, they're bringing in uh, Firefly. So a lot of people don't know about Firefly. Um, and uh, who was the other one that they're bringing in? Um, it was another. Oh, um, uh, Jarvis Titch, the um, Mad Hatter. Yeah, Mad Hatter is going to be on the, on the new one. So. They the guy that played him in Gotham. Did a very very good job, yeah. As Mad Hatter, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. I mean, maybe it's uh, you know, maybe it's another version or telling of the the video game version. Which, uh, what was it? Um, Arkham. Arkham. Yeah. 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 Uh, apparently, yeah, um, uh, Ben Affleck when he was he wanted to produce uh, an Arkham movie. Really? Wow. Yeah. He wanted to have Batman, and Batman basically was going to be uh, in Arkham Asylum. Hmm. And and it was going to be a lot like the game where it would be very tight, core, close quarters, the villains get out kind of thing, but they're all within the compound still. I love that. I think would be good. That then you can have six villains at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could do that. Yeah, close quarters. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, as long as this doesn't turn into another Batman Forever or something <laughs> like. Yeah, I, yeah, I think the, they need to move away one? from sort of that that darkness as well. Like they, they've they've spent so much time trying to build up a dark universe, and I don't think it quite. I don't think it lends itself there anymore. I think we want to move on from that. I think audiences don't necessarily want the dark night darkness yeah. anymore. You know, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. 
Yeah, people are now just kind of, you know, harping on the fact that he always talks like this and it's so gritty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know that we need that anymore. I mean, you know, there are lots of versions of Batman in the comic book. There's that, that's that one where he's like a vampire or something. Uh, you know, that's bat. freaking badass. Yeah. I like what they did with Titans, though. Yeah. yeah. Like with kind of the, the sub smaller characters. Isn't this a wonderful lead-in? Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> also well-known for being, uh, you're doing stunts on the, on the Titans. So how was that show? Uh, to work on? Yeah. Incredibly challenging. Uh, uh, season I, I can't speak too much about season two. Oh, oh um, but but I will say the trailers have, the, the the trailers have been out, um, and and I can speak a, a little bit to, to some of the content that's in there. It's been revealed that there is a uh, a Bruce Wayne in uh, in season two. He's played by um, shoot. He was in Game of Thrones. Go on. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> it's in the Peter trailer. Dinklage. No. <laughs> 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 what, was, um, what was Daenerys's uh, right hand man there? Um, Ian Glenn. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. That that's in the trailers. Again, I'm not giving anything away. I'm okay. what, what the relationship would be. But season one was uh, was pretty pretty incredible experience and very very challenging. We did some some hard hard stunts. We uh, we had an amazing stunt team. They brought in a stunt coordinator from L.A. named uh, Larnell Stovell Stovell. Who's from uh, part of the uh, the stunt team eighty seven eleven? They're the guys that do all the John Wick movies and Atomic Blonde and uh, all those big stunt shows. Yeah, really heavy hitters. Yeah, so the expectations were were very high. So every time we went in and every time we worked, we, we didn't just we didn't just work hard. We gave everything we had, and uh, and 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 the, the the reactions had to be huge. The the action had to be big and. Uh, there were some pretty gnarly ones. We, uh, I, I did a stunt where um, in season one where Beast Boy, uh, he's been caged by this evil scientist and they're trying to do experiments on him and they use a shock stick to try and piss him off. Yeah, the first time him. he actually ate somebody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was me. Um, <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> I, I doubled the action. You were delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, the, uh, the, the action for that, so they had me on what's called a ratchet, which is uh, a... They attach a wire. I'm wearing a harness. They attach a wire to me, and on the end of the wire is a hydraulic arm that that is pressurized and fires and throws me across the room. And I, you know, I land on the hardwood and bounce a bit. Um, so we did that a couple of times. That was difficult. And then there was we shot the scene. It didn't end up in the final cut where the the tiger locks himself in the cage with the scientist. And so we didn't have the the tiger, but we had to pretend there was a CGI tiger in the, in the cage. And I would throw myself, we call it self-motivation. I would throw myself into the ceiling, into the floor, into the sides of the jail cell to make it look like I'm being attacked by a tiger. And I went hell for leather. Like they really wanted something violent. And fortunately it didn't make the final cut. We only got a little bit of it. Imagine after all that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On another occasion, I was doubling the actor that played. Um, oh shoot, he's the leader of the uh, uh, the Doom Squad. Am I saying that right? Uh, the Doom, yeah. Doom Patrol. Yeah, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. Yeah, yeah. And so they were showing the um, the moment where that character that character ends up in a wheelchair, and they're showing that moment when his back breaks because he's messing around with um, with Raven, and Raven's in a demon. Her powers get loose, and she picks this guy up and shakes him around, breaks his spine, and slams him into the wall. So when we did the, the, the when we were putting together the stunt, we wanted to make, to make, we wanted to give the illusion 
that his back was breaking. So it was one of the most hardest stunts I've ever done. I was on a wire that lifted me into the air. And then I had four other wires attached to me in four different directions. And they would just pull on them as hard as they could. So I would whip around the room uh, simulating a back break. And then I got slammed into a wall and dropped onto the ground. So it was a hard day. Yeah, I, that was wow. at the mansion, yeah. right? Yeah, that's that, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that scene. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm was, a big Titans fan. So. Yeah, it was that was an intense scene. That was that's amazing. I didn't know you did that. That was great. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's, that's amazing. So how, how many times do you get up after that and you're like, ah, <laughs> have to like stretch and <laughs> that one? Uh, you're like, that please one tell me we got it. <laughs> every every time we, we did the shaky shaky part, we did that six times. We did the slam into the wall another six times. That was a long day, um, and, and that doesn't even count the, the rehearsal, which we, we did a whack load of times to try and get it right. The, the final edit was a little disappointing in terms of what we shot and what we gave to them versus what ended up in the final movie. But okay. I understand you know, there, are, there are time constraints and a whole bunch of other stuff. But if you head to my, my Instagram account, uh, you'll see the unedited rehearsal version of that where you get a sense of just how big and how long that, that, that moment was. Fantastic. Speaking of doing a lot of work and, and never going into anything, now you know how Jared Little feels. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Jared. Is it too soon still? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a bad rap. I worked with him on Suicide Squad. Dude was nothing but pleasant. I've heard it. Yeah, I've heard he, yeah. and that's what I, that's kind of what I was alluding to with my joke there is that he put in a lot of work into uh anarchist very, joker yeah he's a very powerful uh, method actor and and i i truly do believe that he was um a, a, he did a wonderful job of that anarchist yeah. joker um, yeah he took he took it very seriously and uh, i mean whenever i saw him like i, I, I don't I, I can't remember i think i might have interacted with him once or twice but Whenever he would be in character all the time, but anytime we'd be giving him instruction or the stunt team would be talking him through part of the action, he would always respond intelligently in character. Um, uh-huh. it, was, it was remarkable to see, but he was always very respectful to, to us anyway. Like when I worked with him, he was always great to work with. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, feel free if you're, if you're friends and stuff, uh, you know, let them know that uh, we'd love to have him on the show. Say hi for us. Yeah. Yeah. Say hi for us. Yeah. Matt and Tony says hi. Who the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I wonder if he'd be like super awesome and just be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Tell him say hi. Say hi. <laughs> Walks away. I don't know. Fuck. <laughs> 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 uh, that's great. That's funny. Um, um, have you started watching uh, season two of uh, Titans yet? I have not. Um, I, I didn't. So one of the things that I have a problem with uh, with Netflix flick series and stuff is is um, I, I actually rather love them. And when I when I sit down, I can't wait for the next episode. I almost kind of rather them all come out and then I sit down and I'll just binge watch them uh, because it's just never enough. Now, I, I'm sure that completely fucks with the ratings, and, and I, I feel really bad about that kind of stuff. But um, I hate waiting. I hate waiting a week for an episode. Jeff, do you know if they – did they release it all in one shot this time, or, or are they doing it a weekly release? I believe this is a weekly release. Okay. Um, yeah. And to be honest, I haven't been following it too much. I saw that the trailers come out, but as they're slowly releasing on the uh, the, the social media and the Instagram and stuff, the um, – sort of the behind-the-scenes footage and some of the material, it, it appears to me to be very much um, episodic. Okay. Now, now, do you sit down and, and occasionally watch these things and be like, oh, oh, that's me? 
That's me. Uh, uh, depends on the show. Some shows I get really into and I forget. And like, I'll be watching the scene and I'm like, hey, that looks really from. Oh, that's me. <laughs> You're like, fuck, that guy's doing a great job. <laughs> hey, that's me. I'm awesome. <laughs> it's me and I love me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sometimes I watch a show or I work on a show and I'm like, I got no interest in watching this whole thing. Uh, so I'll just like, I'll have a look at my work and the work that we did on the, just to, just to see what they came up with and what they put together and you kind of decide that way. So it depends on the show. I like to go back and just make sure I didn't split my pants in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, look at that. There's fly eyes. My balls are hanging out. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. <laughs> you know where that reference is from? Come on. Bumblebee, Bumblebee tuna? The yeah. Ace Ventura. Yes. I yes. ah, love it. You got it. <laughs> love it. It's in the zone. <laughs> uh, oh, oh shit. Awesome. You know what I was going to say? Um, Jeff, speaking of that, were you – so. I they were shooting Titans season two and they did some of the prison scenes in Kingston and I actually applied to be an extra um, and I didn't make it in. Thanks, Susan. Um, <laughs> and uh, but but were you around this area for that or? I was not. They were they were leaving. The, I, I, it's funny. I worked on the same episode. They were all getting ready to uh, to head out to um, uh, to Kingston when I was working in Toronto with them at the same time. Um, so the, the, the way it kind of works, like if, um, it's a bit different from, from being an actor. Like if, if I'm an actor and I appear on camera and I'm featured, then I can't appear back in that show again. Or if I do, I've got to look different, either longer hair, short hair, no beard, beard. When I work as a stunt guy, if I'm doubling or if I'm ND and I don't get seen, there's a little bit of leeway there. Like I've, there, there's episodes of television where I've appeared at the beginning and at the end, like at the beginning of an episode of a show that I'm not going to name. Uh, but I was a security guard at the beginning of the show. And at the end of the show, I was a protester. You can't tell it's me. I'm just a random body getting thrown around in the background. Um, with Titans, it was a little bit different because they were shooting everything back to back. So they, you know, they mix up the stunt team and they want different looking guys. Right. So, uh, they mix it up a little bit there. So I, I did not go to Kingston, but they were, but I knew that they were going, um, when I was working that same episode. Oh, it's like, that, that's, that's funny when you just like in, in the first scene, I was a prison guard in, in the second scene or the last scene I was being raped by the prison guard. <laughs> in the third scene, I was a mop. Yeah. <laughs> you, you laugh. One of my first gigs, uh, they, they did, they didn't have enough stunt guys on the day to shoot this action sequence and they had actors involved. So I actually ended up shooting myself. I, I run down some stairs and then I, I dive over a car, pull a gun and shoot a guy. And then I'm the other guy. <laughs> I shot myself. So I literally shot myself. That's what I was going to say. Like, where, where you like, have you ever had to play a part where like you're beating someone down and you're just beating yourself up? <laughs> and you, yeah, you, you shot yourself. You flip yeah. over a car and shoot yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, you've mastered instant transmission. I love it. <laughs> That's the best. And Star Wars. <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Um, how about uh, do you want do you want to field a, a few questions? We, we've got no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I just want to keep talking about uh, taking a shot in the face. <laughs> we did have a, we did have some some guest questions. We did. Um, yeah. Or. I, I, it's funny. We call them guests. We call our guests guests. Our listeners. Our listeners. We got so listener we'll call them questions. listeners from now on. 
Um, so you have to answer them anyways. Yeah. You're our guest. Yeah. Okay. Be you're nice. Our, you're our guest. <laughs> Service our other Fine. guests. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one's from Sarah. Um, what have been some of your hardest jobs to take on, be it physically demanding on the stunt side or emotionally demanding on the acting side? Wow. Wow. Interesting question. Um, okay. What can I talk about? Uh, physically demanding. Uh, there's been a number of uh, the, the Titans last year. Every single day was pretty, pretty rough. The, the shaking was, was a rough one. Um, I took a day on it chapter two. Uh, I was doubling James McAvoy for a day. I wasn't the primary double for him. There was another guy that was doing that job, but if he wasn't available or they needed him on a different unit, they'd bring me in. And for this one particular day, I did. Um, I was doing a stair fall. Have you seen It Chapter Two yet? I have. Yes, I have too. Yeah, nice, yeah. nice. We yeah. both have. Okay. Yeah, it, is that okay. that stair fall that that like in the cave kind of thing? It, it's just outside. That when they, they they get outside. Yes. And um, <clears throat> I think I did it eighteen times. Ugh. Um, it was uh, it was a rough one, and it was like a quick reset too. Sometimes, like, and they were shooting like drone footage. Like, there was no way they were going to use the drone footage of me falling down these damn stairs, but we had to do it anyway. So that that was a hard day. Um, this this uh, I mean, what makes a stunt hard is uh, can vary. You know, like sometimes when we were working on the strain, which was a, a vampire show shot here in uh, in Toronto, it was fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. It, lots of, it took four hours to get into makeup when you were playing one of the Strigoi, one of the vampires. Mm-hmm. And so four hours into makeup, you were generally shooting at night and you were always shooting at night. It was always an exterior. So we were shooting at a, um, there's a spot here in Toronto where a lot of stuff gets shot called the Hearn, the Hearn generating station. It used to be a big power plant. Now it's abandoned building. And okay. there's a lot of post-apocalyptic vampire stuff gets shot there. And the building is just frigid all the time so in the winter it's extra cold and there's snow and water on the ground and raccoon piss everywhere and you can't you can't put a toque on because you don't want to mess up the prosthetic so you end up working like 18 hour days in this makeup and it's it's hard conditions and then of course you got to hit the concrete get back up again and do it again um so those were some those were some challenging stuff 12 monkeys was um was a challenging gig overall um and you did that for how many years four years was it Four, four years, yeah. Four years, yeah. yeah. Four years. And if you guys haven't seen it, by the way, uh, I, I'd love – everyone's got to watch this show. It is one of the best shows that's ever been made that no one's ever watched. It, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like Firefly like all over again. <laughs> I'm going to go exactly – I'm going to – Right. I'm going to sit yeah. down and, and now, that, uh, the, now that Jeff has said this is fantastic, I'll binge watch it and then at the end I'll be like – what the fuck? No, <laughs> I, I haven't. What, you mean it's over? <laughs> and I'm a big TV kind of movie guy, and I haven't seen it. So now I'm going to take that little nugget with me yep. and watch it. I, he, he, here's what I'm going to say. I mean, I, I think the show is brilliant. Season one is like a strong seven and a half out of ten. If you can get into season two and three and four and beyond, it expands on the lore of the show. And you'll go back and you can watch season one and season one will become a nine out of ten. It's, it's one of these shows where, like, Back to the Future or Doctor Who, where time travel is so important and everything kind of harkens back to, to previous things and, and uh, causality is incredibly important. Um, it, it's, it's, it's brilliantly written. It's brilliantly performed. Uh, I'm a fan of the show, and I'm not just saying that because I worked on it. I'm a fan of the show because I'm a fan of the show. I don't get paid, by the way, any more money, whether you watch it 3,000 times or just once. But <laughs> I can't say enough good things about this show. Like, I recommend it to everybody. I think it's on 
Amazon Prime. I think they've got in Canada anyway. They've got all four seasons on Amazon Prime. That, that's fantastic. Um, it's just like our podcast. We we don't get paid for it anymore either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What Tony said. Until the monetization starts kicking in, <laughs> then please watch it twelve thousand times. Yes, <laughs> or listen to it. Yes. Um, um, the second part of the question: demanding acting scenes. Um, that um. There are two that come to mind. One I just shot for a television show named Guinea and Georgia. It's kind of brand new. There's, it hasn't even – I don't even think it's uh, really been announced. So I can't talk about that too much, but I did have a, quite an emotional scene in that one, which I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing and I'm looking forward to people to see. Um, mm. There was also uh, a very cha- – the most challenging acting day that I've ever had on set was actually on 12 Monkeys. So uh, the guy that I doubled, his name, an actor named Aaron Stanford, brilliant, brilliant actor, wonderful human being. He was on uh, the TV show Nikita. He was in the old X-Men movies. He played, um, oh, shoot. Uh, uh, what's the name of the uh, Iceman? And is it Pyro? Yes. Yeah. Pyro. Yeah, he played yeah. Pyro in the original X-Men movies. He was also in The okay. Hills Have Eyes. Okay, um, yeah. I know exactly who you're really talking about. Really yeah. great dude. Um, we may as well have been separated at birth. Like we, there are times when I was watching the show where I'm like, I was there. I don't know if that's him or me. I've um, seen some of the shots. I've seen some of the, the, the stills and it, it, it's true. It's, it's like, there are two of you. Yeah. It's, it's a, so there's, there's, there's a scene in one of the seasons, I think it's season three where a future version of himself and him and the present version have a conversation together. And they, they approached me and they said, hey, do you want to come in and be Aaron's acting double for this scene where we're going to shoot it? And uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to have Aaron do both parts, but you're going to do the opposite of that. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I wasn't thinking too much of it because I was like, oh, yeah, they'll just put the camera over my shoulder where you just get like the back of my head, mm-hmm. part yeah. of my ear and my shoulder. And I, I'll hold the script in my left hand and I'll do my best to make sure that Aaron gets the, the, the lines in the right place. That's not what it was at all. We they brought in the orphan black guys, and they had the orphan black technology for this like crazy camera, and it, it wouldn't have been so bad in and of itself. But it was something like twelve pages of dialogue, which in television is huge. Like wow. typically in in one day, you're lucky if you do a page and a half, sometimes two pages of of a scene. And we were doing eleven and twelve pages in one day. Um, it, uh, it was so challenging. At one point we had 29 marks on the floor and the challenge isn't just in that we have to remember where we stand, when we stand and when we say it, but when we switch sides. So when I become the other version and we, we switch clothes, I have to do exactly what Aaron was doing when he was on that side. Now, a, a, a big part of my job is always watching the actor that I'm doubling to make sure that I match him all the time. So if, my actor likes to put his weight on his left foot more than one side, let's say, or he, you know, he, he moves his hair out of behind his ear with his right hand fairly often. I pick up on those little mannerisms to copy them and, and, and to, to emulate the actor that I'm doubling as best as I can. Um, so I'm, I'm already pretty accomplished at that, but to do it in the scene, so I've got to act, do my own acting and make sure that I'm doing something that Aaron will be happy with when he gets to this side, because he's going to have to copy me. And I've also got to watch what Aaron's doing. So I copy him all the while remembering where we are at the same time and manipulating props. And there's all these rules about not being able to touch each other. And, and then they want us to touch each other at certain times, but it has to match perfectly. So that was an incredibly challenging day and very, 
very technical and also very emotionally draining. And I think the final product looked really, really cool. Um, I, I know they were happy with it. I was happy with it. It was um, it was a remarkable, a remarkable opportunity. That that's that's amazing. I I was a little uh, <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm hoping the moment where you're touching each other wasn't like a shower scene or something. <laughs> that's Things just I, got awkward. Yeah. <laughs> we we talked about doing that, but we were like, um, yeah, I think the fan fiction. I mean, at that point, I think there was some fan fiction. There it that, just we explodes. Were, there's not even any showers here. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Props. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like some novelist in the back like, oh yeah this is gonna be good stuff <laughs> oh, <God. clears throat> um i got a question here from tammy uh who asked has there ever been a stunt you've questioned doing <laughs> um yeah i'm sure there has um sometimes um <laughs> Sometimes there's this very there's this rush that happens sometimes when uh, I'm setting up to do something, <clears throat> whether it be like a big explosion or a ratchet or you know some kind of hard wire gag where I know I'm about to have a big impact and you know we've rehearsed it and I feel good about it and we're lining it up and I'm standing on my mark and and they start calling it out they're like okay and rolling cameras okay and slate. Ready and three, two, and in that moment, in that brief moment where they're counting down three, two, one, I go, "What the fuck am I doing with my life?" <laughs> um, you know, like I'm just about to get slammed through this freaking glass wall. What am I doing? And action! <laughs> and, you know, and I, I get through it, and I get up. I'm like, okay, and they're like, okay, going again. I'm like, oh my god, you're okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so and where, where did they get to on that life thing? <laughs> So there, there have been times and sometimes it's like, you know, like the nothing things where I just go, what am I doing? Um, I have done a couple of um, fairly dangerous stunts where I've been like, okay, we need to where the questions that I'm asking, they're not like, oh, my God, is this safe? It's, you know, we go through the checklist like the, the key to good stunts is good engineering of the stunts. So the, the way to kind of look at it is you look at it like two branches. So on one branch is the technical aspect. How do we physically make it look like we're burning this guy alive or we're breaking his back or we're drowning him? And then there's the artistic side, which is more about covering all the technical stuff. So how do we make it look like we're breaking this guy's back without actually breaking his back and now mm -hmm. hide all the wires and and all the technique that we use when we're, we're performing. Like, how do we get away with all of that? So, and then there's the spiritual side. How is that going to feel? It's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> has, there, there is a big this, part of that, yeah. Has the evolution of CGI changed your job scope a little bit? Yeah, yeah, it really has. And, and in some cases, for the better. Uh, it also depends on the, the budget as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it's, it's also complicated things in some ways as well. Um, so there are some shows that I've worked on where it's been an entirely green screen area and you've, you've got to perform using nothing but your imagination. So you've got to, you know, you've got to imagine and conceptualize what they're talking about without messing that up. So like if, you know, if I put my hand in the wrong place as the tiger is mauling me, I might be, I might in my imagination think I'm grabbing the tiger's fur but when they CGI it, it might end up looking like I'm grabbing his balls. So, <laughs> they, so the, the, there is a, a we'll keep it. <laughs> we'll keep it. 
<laughs> so there is a there's a back and forth with that. Like one of the things that I pride myself in when I'm doubling an actor is I have to hide my face from camera, but may not make it look like I'm deliberately hiding my mm-hmm, face. Mm-hmm. And there are lots of little tricks that I do and like, you know, how I position my face, how I hold my body and stuff with the CGI. And if you're dealing with a larger budget, they can digitally remove your face. And if you know that beforehand, that's a huge stress off your shoulders. One less thing to think about. So, so it's good in that regard. So I'd say that it's presented new challenges, but at the same time, it's also taken away the responsibility for some of the older challenges. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, if they can do it with uh, Cavill's mustache, I mean. <laughs> Did they, though? <laughs> it's a great question actually that's a whole nother episode another thing yep <laughs> that's what we're calling this one this episode Cavill's mustache, Cavill's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> all right um is that i think it's me yep. yep uh so marvin asks um what Oh, he's got. He actually has a few here, but uh, I'm going to pick and choose a couple. Uh, okay. The first one is: What sort of stunts still scare you? Um, what still scared is a is a funny thing, you know. Um, there there's certainly a certain amount of nerves before I do something that I know is going to be a hard impact. Um, the adrenaline gets up, but I've done it so long now that it, that that adrenaline and that fear is something that I can definitely control. Um, if I'm doing like a high fall or I'm training high falls, there's always a moment when I get to the top platform or I get to where I need to go and where I'm like, Oh shit, this is quite high. Um, but the moment I hear three, two, one action, I, I, I kind of commit to it. I do find, um, water stunts to be fairly spooky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, anything around water, just because the, the, um, if something goes wrong, like if something goes wrong while I'm being burnt, or in the middle of a fight or a car hit or any other kind of stunt, we always have, we always uh, engineer in such a way that, that we can get out of it. Like we can mm-hmm. signal to people, we, we, we build it in that, that if I'm in trouble, I can, I can get help immediately. With water stunts, um, if you end up in trouble, it's a while before they can actually save you. So you've got to kind of pull the trigger on that pretty early. And it Fire doesn't take can, much with water, right? You just get you just get you breathe in a little bit amount, and it could cause trouble. Yeah, yeah. Like it can go south pretty quick. Um, they always have safety divers anytime they're dealing with water. Or, but I'll, I'll let you in a little secret. Like it's fucking cold all the time, <laughs> no matter what the stunt is. Like you always hear about it. Like whether it's rain or whether it's a water stunt, like it's always cold. Spends, spends 12 I prom- hours with his balls sucked <laughs> into his body. I promise it gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not impressed with anybody. <laughs> uh, the, water, awesome. the water stunts are a little spooky. Fire stunts can be spooky, though I'm pretty comfortable with them. I like fire stunts. I, I, like, I get a kick out of them. Um, so yeah, I'd say if I had to give one answer, I'd say, um, anything around the water is, uh, is a little bit spooky. Water. All right. All right. Cool. I'm thinking, I'm thinking we're at the hour mark. I'm thinking it's a good time to jump into uh, rapid fire questions and we'll come back and, uh, and throw a couple more questions. Yeah. Yeah, Throw a couple more questions at you and then uh, we'll let you get on the rest of your night. All right. So we are going to, um, play a, a little game with you. Uh, it's new to our show and it is called rapid fire. So you're going to answer 20 questions with the first thing that comes to your head. Oh dear God. Okay. This Uh, is how my career ends. eh? Okay. (laughs) All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah. 
All right. Rapid fire questions. All right. Question one. Favorite movie of all time? The Rundown. PS4, Xbox, or Switch? Oh, PS4. Favorite music genre? Uh, rock. How many times have you been on fire and how many were on purpose? <laughs> uh, at least a dozen. Um, most of them on purpose. <laughs> Favorite Marvel character? Captain America. Favorite 90s dance song? <laughs> Ace of Ace of Base. Oh. Favorite DC character? Uh, uh, Batman Beyond. Age you lost your virginity? Uh, 16. PC or Mac? Oh, Mac. <laughs> iPhone faster, or faster. Android? <laughs> iPhone. Poutine or fish and chips? Oh, shit. Uh, fish and chips. Oprah Winfrey, Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen DeGeneres. You got a sex one, kill one, marry one, go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I, I'm going to kill, um, uh, 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 who are the choices? Rosie O'Donnell, Ellen DeGeneres. And, and Oprah Winfrey. Oh, I'm marrying Oprah. I'm fucking Ellen and I'm killing Rosie. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Eminem or Drake? Oh, Eminem. Thank God. What's your spirit animal? Uh, dog. Weirdest secret talent? I can, uh, I can make it look like I've broken my fingers at any time. Ooh. Ooh. Better villain, Joker or Thanos? Joker. Would you rather let a scorpion crawl on your face or fight a full-grown kangaroo? I'll fight that kangaroo. <laughs> oh, Jesus, really? I've seen some ripped kangaroos. Have you ever been hanging out with friends and you're rocking some new pants and then you ask your friends if they like your new pants and they say, dude, those are lady pants, and then you realize that your pants are ladies' pants? No. Okay. <laughs> me, me neither. Boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs? Ah, I like it. Uh-huh. Favorite podcast you've been on in the last 12 hours? It's probably the Fucking awesome podcast. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Out of boy. We would also accept, accept the freaking awesome podcast or the FAP. <laughs> That's excellent. Wow, you did really good with those. Yeah, that was great. Oh, thanks. That was stressful. <laughs> <laughs> had to turn the heat up. <laughs> All right. You had another question. Yes. Uh, this is my second uh, write-in question. So this one's from Josh. If you were to choose right now, uh, this guy's done his homework. If you were to choose right now which path you like better, would you fall on the stunt side or the acting side, regardless of what pays more? Stunts. Okay. Mm, awesome. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. I love my job and I love the people I work with. I get to do some really cool stuff. I love, I love my job. I had another one here from Marvin, and I, I definitely – this one was kind of interesting for me and I wanted to know. So uh, is there a movie or TV show you wanted to work on that you didn't get to? And what was it? Yeah, um, a, a couple actually. Uh, uh, one was, uh, uh, yeah, the, well, that happens a lot. Okay. Um, <laughs> Damn, uh, but I wanted to be on that. <laughs> um, uh, 300 was a, a good example. I wanted oh. to, to work on 300, but uh, I wasn't uh, I, I wasn't available. Triple uh, X, uh, I was supposed to work on. I was very upset that I didn't get to come play, but I wasn't available for those dates either. Um, and then there's a bit of a story behind the, the, the Pirates of the Caribbean movie involving visas and shooting in the U.S. and both movies back to back and not being able to get a visa long enough and Disney not actually giving a crap about whether I could come down or not. Hmm. Um, so there was that one. And uh-huh. then there was The Hobbit, which offered me a terrible deal like the worst deal I've ever heard in my life. And I tried to negotiate with them and just got crickets back. So that didn't happen. So Uh, I would say those. 
Wow. Right, wow. Those are, wow. wow. Those are all big films. Those are, That's those amazing. Are fantastic. Man. Yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those guys from the freaking awesome podcast. You guys yeah. made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Yeah. You lost out big time. Jeff would have totally chucked that ring into Mount Doom, you assholes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Except Jeff was going to be the ring. (laughs) That was the terrible deal. (laughs) How are you with falling into a volcano? (laughs) Who's going to paint your gold? You just have to be a circle. (laughs) I I didn't mind falling into the volcano. It was hanging around fucking Frodo's neck for... (laughs) Stink-ass hobbit. It smells like Elijah Wood in here. (laughs) Oh, jeez. Um... Okay, I got uh, one in from our emails. Uh, we've got CP41 or CP4L. No, I think it's CP41. CP uh, has asked, what is the most dangerous stunt that Jeff has performed with a follow-up and how dangerous the stunt determine how much prep is done before performing the stunt? Uh, yes. Um, the the more dangerous the stunt, the kind of the more prep there is. Um Again, dangerous is kind of like it's a bit of a sliding scale. Like it, it, it on one hand, um, you know, anytime I get set on fire or I do a high fall, uh, you know, there's a there's a chance I could die. But if that chance is very high, I shouldn't be doing this stunt to begin with. You know what I mean? Um, like they're well engineered beforehand. I'd say, mm, I'd say, kind of the, the the most dangerous stunts are kind of the ones that sit right in the middle where it's like people take them for granted because they're like a hard hit. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he can do that like four or five times. And the more I do it, the greater the chance is that I'm going to get hurt. Um, wire gags in general can be very, very dicey. Um, you know, anything can go wrong. If my weight placement is off, if the pull team is slightly off for some reason, if I'm on a hydraulic ram or, or ratchet, um, you know, that's a tremendous amount of force that's being applied to my body. Um, if I just I have a bad day or my my you know I'm not thinking straight or I'm tired or you know anybody has a hard day at work and my work days are usually between 12 and 18 hours long like they're very rarely that short um, and and you know and people see that and they go oh yeah he can do that a bunch of times well the more ta- times I do it the more likely I am to land on my head <laughs> um, so I would suggest that it's the kind of the the, the 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 stunts that are big enough that are right sort of in the middle not the super super dangerous ones. Although I've done some dangerous ones like full body burns. I've been fully set on fire and I've done high falls at 50 feet as well. Um, Those are probably the most dangerous in that if they went wrong, I'd die. But I'd say the ones I do on the most regular that are the most dangerous are the wire gags. Anytime I'm attached to a wire. Just just speaking of those those high falling ones and stuff. Have you ever like stood on like one of those really high falls one and just looked over and said, nope. (laughs) Like I'm just not going to do it. Not today. Um, there are times when I've been training and I get to the top and, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing. And I'm really tired of the sun setting and I'm like, oh, I'll just do one more before I go. And I'm like, I've got enough experience now to know you need to just step down. Like you're not going to get the thing that you want while I'm training. Training and rehearsing is probably some of the most demanding stuff we do because it's, which we're, we're trying to develop the skills and we're trying to develop in the rehearsal, the action that we want to see. Um, and so there's a lot of experimentation and in that experimentation, like while we're figuring out the beats, um, that's when things can go wrong. And I mean, we're padded up and we got mats everywhere, but you know, a little, little secret for you, those, those mats and pads really, when you hit them hard enough, they don't do much (laughs) in a bag of cement. (laughs) Well, anything with enough velocity, yeah, it turns 
you know, turn solid. So yeah. that's wow. Yeah. Crazy. All right. We got uh, time to do two more. Yeah. Yeah. I had, more. I had a couple, couple questions of my own that I, that I kind of wrote down and, um, this, yeah, this one is, is from me. So, okay. um, I did some, uh, some research, Jeff, just, I want to be a, a good host. And, and, uh, and I, I, I noticed that there was some stuff, um, in your past and a couple, couple of your jobs, um, have shown up as a stunt performer and a few of them have shown up as stunt rigger. So my question instead of Googling and I wanted to ask you what, uh, what is there a difference between the two or. Yes. Um, so th- there's a number of contracts that we take when we, we, we get on set. So one of them is stunt actor. So that's any time a production have decided to give a stunt person a couple of lines. So usually that falls in the line of like, hey, drop the gun or hey, he's got a gun okay. or some variation thereof. Uh, the next one is uh, stunt double. So that's when I'm doubling an actor for something that's very, very dangerous. And they dress me up and make me look like the actor. And then I perform my stunt. Mm-hmm. Then there's stunt performer. This falls under the ND category. So we call it nondescript. So that's any time you see like uh, Jack Reacher walks into a bar and he's about to fuck up a bunch of uh, uh, racist bikers. Um, one of the, those bikers are stunt people. They're all nondescript stunt performers. That's all the on-camera stuff. The behind-the-scenes stuff can fall into a number of different categories. Uh, the stunt coordinator, that's the person that hires everybody and arranges the stunt and engineers it and designs it. Then there's the stunt safety. So a stunt safety person is usually someone there to put somebody out if they're on fire or they're there to wrangle background or they're there um, just as an extra body to help facilitate the stunt team. And then there's stunt rigor. The difference between stunt safety and stunt rigor is a little bit of a fine line. The stunt rigor does all the duties of a stunt safety, but they're also in charge of any of the wire work that we do. Um, so they're the ones that will go in early and they'll uh, you know, rig all the lines that we have in the air and put in the pulleys and the points in the ceiling. And they'll work everything out and work out the engineering of it before, they put it there, put, before we put a performer on a line. They're some of the hardest working people. Um, they, the hours are very, very long because they're the first in and they're the last to leave. Um, they have the safety of the performers are, are part of their responsibility. Um, so, you know, when they're building the stunt and they're engineering it, they're thinking of the person's safety, but they also want to make sure that we, we have a gnarly looking stunt. We have something mm-hmm. that looks good. Um, so the stunt rigger is somebody that helps facilitate the stunt team. So it's just generally part of the stunt team that helps to design and keep safe the performers. Very right cool. On, Very right cool. On. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, that was great. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I have to ask you, uh, C- CP41 uh, also had asked, have you ever taken a shot to the nuts? Uh, and, and I'm assuming he means on set. <laughs> or was that part of the was that part of the show? <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Um, I know how to do it safely. I know how to perform it well. Um, but that is a trade secret that I'm not going to tell. You <laughs> okay, I'm, all I'm, right. I <laughs> love it. I've been kicked. I've been shot, and I've been punched in the nuts a number of times. Shot in the nuts. Wow, <laughs> that's on wow. another level. That, that is that is literally you just brought it up to a million. <laughs> <laughs> I take it back. That's the most dangerous stunt I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, that makes there sense. we go. Yeah. That totally makes Fuck sense. Fuck cold water. Straight. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have another one there, Matt? Um. Yeah, my my last one actually. So okay. I was just wondering how you got into this career path. You know what? What? Okay. When did you decide? You know, I'm going to do stunts. Uh, that that um. So I started as an actor a long time ago. Um, and uh, I went to school to study my 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 you know my my craft. 
and become better at it. And while I was there, I, I met uh, someone who worked in uh, fight direction. They did fights for the stage. Uh, and I was always very physical whenever I was acting uh, for theater. I, I was always involved in the fights and I, I found myself to be quite proficient at it. So I studied that. And I'd always had a bit of a background in martial arts and athletics. And uh, I grew up on sailboats, so I knew a fair amount of rigging stuff. Um, that fight director introduced me to another fight director who is the head of the Stratford Festival. His name is John Stead, um, and he took me under his wing as his apprentice and hired me as a performer. Um, and then one thing led to another. I worked with more stunt people. I started training more. I worked with other coordinators. And sort of the, the my repertoire began to grow. Like I'd get, you know, I'd be hired to do a stair fall. So I'd fall down some stairs and I'd go, great, Jeff can do hard hits. So then I would, and they hired me to do fights because I was very good with fights and I had a background with fights. So I'd do a lot of fights and then I would do hard hits and then they'd put wire on me and then they'd set me on fire. And then, the, and the more you kind of do it and the more I trained and the more people I worked with, the more the career kind of took off and developed from there. It sounds like it's like um, one of those things that are like, how much more can we push this guy? Yeah. Like, we're going to put dynamite in his pants next. <laughs> well, yeah, there have been days where I'm pretty sure like I've worked with coordinators and I'm going, Oh, they're just testing me today. They just want to break he me. He wants to put a firecracker in my ass. <laughs> How do you feel about piranhas? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, that, it's like they just keep upping the ante on you. <laughs> I love it. Um, so uh, there was a – in the stuntman world, I know you're kind of like the uh, the unseen uh, heroes of the movie industry. Um, but are there like stuntman groupies? Uh, if there are, I don't know them. <laughs> you don't know, like, there's women in the background to be like, oh, Jesus, there, there's James McAvoy. You know what? Fuck that guy. Where, where's, where's the stunt guy? Where's the stunt double? That guy was I, awesome. <laughs> so, so note of that, that there's plenty of people that have thought I was the actor. And so sometimes I get, like, special treatment and they'll come over and they'll be like, here you go, sir. We, we, we made your filet mignon and your lobster and your surfing. I'm like, no, no, I'm, you want that guy. That's, that's Jay McAvoy. Hold on one second. <laughs> <laughs> he just take a bite out of his lobster and send the rest on. <laughs> uh, uh, that's great. You could do that. I, I guess if you like, they were like really good sense of humor actors or something. You could fuck with them, but they brought like most of these people probably like, no, fire that guy. <laughs> he, t- he ate my donut. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine most people would be humble. What, what's yeah. your experiences, Jeff? You don't have to name names, but in, just in general, do you find that most most people you work with to be fairly humble? Yeah, um, I, I find that actors that have. Um, how do I say this? Actors that have kind of earned their position, like they've worked their way up, you know, maybe they started in TV and then they started doing features, you know, like they grind, they, they grind just like any of us do in any of our jobs. They work hard. They, they show up, they're professional. They know how to do their job and then they work harder and then they work harder and then they get more responsibility. And they, and suddenly their voice means something when they're on the floor, when they're, you know, they can put input because now they're the star of the show. Um, they, if they've come up, through that route, yeah, they are humble, they're professional, but they also know their stuff and they're quite happy to talk about it. So like, you know, an actor will will go, hey, we shouldn't be doing it like this because of this character. And they'll, put, they'll, they'll add what they know and they'll add their craft and, and they're important to listen to, I think, too. Um, I always consult with my actors when I'm performing as well, especially if I'm doubling. I, I do a fair amount of doubling, so mm. I always tell my actors, I'm, I'm here to make you look good and I'm here to keep you safe. 
and mm. I want your feedback. So if I do a stunt, um, you know, sometimes there'll be like a, a bit of performance before and afterwards. So like, let's say uh, I'm walking through a door and somebody grabs me and throws me to the ground, you know, or through a table. How I act once I've been thrown through the table is going to maybe affect how the actor will. So maybe he jumps right back to his feet. Maybe he puts his hands up defensively. Maybe he gets knocked out. Like those choices that I make as a performer for that character are choices that will affect how the actor will play his character overall. Um, so there's there's a lot of kind of back and forth with that. And any of the good actors, any of the actors that have come up and, and done their work, not only appreciate that, but will have feedback for me as well. And they'll they'll want to collaborate with that character. Um, so for the most part, I'd say, yeah, they're pretty humble. Occasionally you run into actors that um, maybe got a, you know, for lack of a better term, they were discovered. You know, they got a quick rise. Maybe they were in a different profession beforehand, and suddenly now they're, you know, the top of the acting chain. <laughs> Brad um, Pitt. <laughs> you know what? I think Ryan Reynolds, like, even though he's a he's a pretty cool guy, like, he yeah. blew up fairly, you know, within the last pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but no, I would suggest Ryan worked his way up. Two dudes and a, a girl. Yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember oh, that right. show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Berg. Yeah. I think like, he played Berg, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And then he did the the National Lampoon, and then he's done Love that, the Van Wilder. Yeah, Wilder. Yeah, yeah, Van Wilder. Like he he came up. He's pretty awesome and humble, and, and I'm an awesome dude. And yeah, um, I, I it's it's the quick flash ones, you know, like people who used to be a model and suddenly they're, they're oh, okay. I, I was gonna I say like 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 I said, Brad Pitt. Didn't he get discovered just washing his car? Yeah, maybe. Well, I'm not sure. I don't know Brad Pitt's story. I think but, it was like De- um, Demi Moore or something, or someone someone saw him washing his car, and and that like. That guy's good looking. He needs to be in a movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that 90% of the people that I've worked with are pretty great. Occasionally you run into um, – it's usually the people that are like – anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. He's so going to be, he's gonna be yeah. careful here. <laughs> the day may come where you have to, you have to do more work for them. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. If there was a, if there was I mean, a movie sequel um, – that came out right now, like what, what would you be hungry to do? Like what would be a really fun sequel for you that you're like, Oh, I, I have to be a part of that. Oh man. There's, there's a bunch of, um, um, uh, intellectual properties I'd love to do. Uh, early on in my career, I did, uh, this terrible television show called the Dresden files. And I'm a huge fan of, the I book. love those books. They're fantastic. Me- Best books ever. Um, amazing. So when I was, Working on the television show, I was standing in Harry Dresden's kitchen in his house, and it blew, blew my fucking mind. That's amazing. Um, I would love to. I'd love to see a reboot of that because it's such a great. Um, I too, but it, it wasn't done well. Yes, I, I too would love to see that. Uh, I read many, many of the novels. Those are Jim Butcher novels, uh, yep. the Dresden Files. They're fantastic. Um, it's about a, a a private detective who is also a wizard. And uh, uh, he fights like the arcane, like werewolves and, and vampires and stuff, and is really, really that cool. Actually, sounds sick. It's really good. It's amazing. Like the whole series, the book series is incredible. He's got two other series that he's writing as well, uh, the Codex Alera, and there's another one. I'm not super familiar with it. I think it's just one book, and they're they're all great. I'd love to work on anything that uh, that he did because you know I'm passionate about the work there. Um, what else? Um, I think if they there's talk of them doing a, a Last of Us movie, um, I would love to be part of that. I think it's one of the greatest games ever made, um, and I would love to be a part of that. 
Um, otherwise, it really comes down to whatever shot in Toronto, honestly, or, or in Vancouver. Like if it's shot in kind of Canada, there's a possibility that I can work on it. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it might be hard to say. I don't know. That's a really good question. Cool. Well, we're definitely going to have to keep our mind our eyes out and, and see what your next uh, film is. And, and maybe uh, we'll, do a, we'll do a follow-up with you at some point and be like, was that the one you wanted to be in? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, excellent. I can tell you right now, working on The Boys is pretty badass. Oh, man, that's one of my favorite shows right now. It's, it's so good. It's it's awesome. You're gonna uh, you guys are gonna lose your minds when you see uh, season two. The stuff that we've shot, holy smokes! You know what? It it, it really left leaves off on a cliffhanger. Uh, so for people who haven't, or any of our listeners who uh, haven't uh, seen it yet, uh, I highly recommend it. it. It was such a great show. I didn't know where exactly it was gonna go, and uh, and uh, I was very very impressed with uh, with some of the twists and turns. In it. Oh yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Very, very and you brilliant. actually you're gonna love. Love season two. Season two is going to blow your mind. Wonderful. And it's like they, they're like the characters, the villains that they do, you, like you genuinely love to hate them. Yeah. Like yeah. not quite like King Joffrey status, but pretty close. <laughs> a little punk. <laughs> <laughs> right on. That, uh, the, the guy that plays Homeland is incredible. He's the next level. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's true. It's true. Brilliant and psychotic. Um, well, we're going to wrap things up. We have gone a little over our regular time, but, uh, you know, given the, uh, the fact that we have, uh, Jeff, that you've given your time to us, uh, we, we are totally happy to go over. Um, I, one thing I do want to uh, ask you is, uh, if you have a, a few things that you'd like to pitch, uh, I know that you, uh, you do some wonderful, uh, uh, work with dogs and, uh, it's a good time to, um, plug any of your social medias or anything you'd like to pitch. Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Thank you. Um, well, first thing I'll say is adopt, don't shop. Um, and, uh, and you know, consider fostering or, or if you're thinking about uh, adding a furry friend to your uh, to, to your family household, consider ad- adopting a dog. They all need homes. I work with three different organizations, Dibs Rescue, Save Me Rescue, and um, uh, an- another one that I'm not super familiar with. Um, it's a Helping Paws Foundation. They, they work on uh, Mexican dogs. I've just, I have a St. Bernard right now, but we, we think we've found her forever home. She should go home on Saturday, but think about adopting. Um, if you guys are looking for television shows to watch, I cannot recommend enough 12 Monkeys. If you've seen Doctor Who and you like Doctor Who or, and you like Back to the Future and complex um, time tra- travel shows or time travel movies, do check out 12 Monkeys. You won't regret it. And stick around for all four seasons. It's incredible. Um, not that it needs my help, but do watch The Boys Season 2. We're, we're filming it right now. It's going to blow your minds. I can't tell. I, I, I'm not going to say anything more. I can't. It's incredible. Um, Umbrella Academy 2, we've just started. Uh, we're almost done filming that one as well. Um, Wonderful. I did a little work on that. I, that's going to be amazing too. Um, and... Uh, yeah, Titan season two. That'll we'll have the whole season out very soon. We're almost done filming that one as well. That's wonderful. Well, we're definitely oh. gonna have to try to circle back with you uh, when you're done some of those and uh, do another follow up. I'd love that. There's one more show I'd like to plug. Yeah. Um, not many people will watch it, but it is Canadian, so it's very important to me. If you head to cbc.ca, the Gem series, there's a series called Save Me. It's a um, it's 
uh, it, it's a short comedy. They've got two seasons out. Each episode is about 10 to 15 minutes long, and it follows a different character every episode and how they or someone around them gets into an accident that requires the paramedics to show up. And the paramedics are the same characters every episode, and you kind of follow their drama. I, I was the stunt coordinator for the show. We put together the, the action for it. I'm incredibly proud of the work that we did. It was directed by uh, an incredible director named uh, Fab Filippo, and uh, they've done amazing work. They've got some great actors on there, including Emily Hampshire from Schitt's Creek and 12 Monkeys. Uh, uh, Peter Mansbridge is on there as well. Oh, um, one, one of the kids from the hall is on there as well. Like It's it's an incredible show. Gem.cbc.ca, the show's called save me check it out it's Fantastic. really good wonderful and uh your social medias i know we've put up on our page but you want to do you want to throw those out there yeah for sure so i'm on instagram and i'm on twitter it's just my name jeff scovell g-e-o-f-f-s-c-o-v-e-l-l you'll find me on uh, instagram and twitter and i love following people back and I'm, I'm pretty active on there and i like interacting with people so if uh, i didn't answer your question today or i didn't answer it to your um pleasure feel free to reach out and I'll uh, do my best to answer it. Wonderful. And uh, you can always uh, probably find them through uh, our pages as well, uh, which is our time to wrap up to our social medias. Uh, we have our uh, our website. Yep, which is thefap.ca. Our Instagram. Is uh, the Fap Podcast. Our, uh, our Twitter. Is the Fap 4 uh, What did we miss here? Our email. Is the Fap Podcast at gmail.com. And our Facebook. Is the Freaking Awesome Podcast. Excellent. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you very much for all your time. Uh, we've had a, a, a wonderful uh, show. We've really enjoyed you being on with us. And uh, hopefully, like I said, we'll be able to circle around and uh, get some more time with you again another time. I would love that. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. That was a blast. I'm sorry we went over time, but um, I talk a lot. Hey, man, uh, time, time well flies spent. when you're having fun. Yeah, it's seriously, true. this time was well a blast. Spent. We love it. We love it. So uh, we look forward to it. And uh, you know what? We might even uh, might even extend our, our times a little bit uh, for, for moments just like this. Wonderful. Excellent. Well, thank you again. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, am I supposed to ask a, a question of the next guest, by the way? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah, we were mentioning. We'd, uh, we'd love for you to, to ask a, a question for our next guest, and we'll, we'll play that for them. I've been thinking about it the whole time. So here's my question. Okay. Which, which video game, movie, television, or comic book villain is most misunderstood and you most relate with? Ooh, oh, that's a I good like one. It. I yeah, like that is that. a really I look, good one. I look forward to that. So uh, um, that is fantastic. I'm looking forward to seeing our next guest. Uh, we will be uh, coming up for next week, and um, we'll we'll post that up on our page. Uh, we're going to keep it a little bit of a, a secret uh, for now, but uh, by the end of the week, uh, if anybody jumps over to our website or any one of our social media accounts, we will be letting everybody know who our next guest is. Yeah, we kind of did at the start of the episode, didn't we? No, I don't think so. Oh, did we? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe. That was so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> I live in the now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, if I did, then you know. And if you don't, then uh, you'll find out again on our, our site. Perfect. Well, thank you again, Jeff. And uh, you have an awesome night. And thank you for uh, spending your, your, your evening with us. Thanks for having me, guys. And thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pocket. Oh, not again.